0: based in man. Welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends and how to act in a courteous refined manner, but much less about that. Here's your host, Neil and Chris. Hello and welcome to episode 10, the final of our pre-recorded episodes, although the others won't be live, we'll be doing them weekly, of A big LEGEND! (laughs) Way (laughs) Neil, we're at the end of uh, our pre-recorded episodes. How are you feeling? Never thought we'd make it to ten. Never thought we'd make it to ten. I am, of course, uh, one of your hosts. My name is Christoph... Van Flynn Wolfen, and I'm a German beat poet. And with me, as always, is the man who introduced garlic to the British Isles. It is Neil no, Herbert. I don't even like garlic. Well, you know, it tastes a bit strong, doesn't it? You've made a little, well, I don't agree with bringing it into British. No. What's wrong with Pinder's Christmas pancakes? What's, what's wrong with meat and two veg? Meat and two veg. Yeah, um, I, love, it, I thoroughly enjoy garlic. You've certainly, certainly made a lot of money out of it, haven't you? Yeah. No, well, you know, you got the sole import. Like you've got the garlic bread industry tied up. Lovely, and um, that's the only thing I can think of garlic being used in, to be honest. So, um, I think well, growing up, that was that was probably where my I encountered my first taste of garlic. I mean, yeah, well, you I'm didn't a... put garlic in the food; you just spread it on bread. Yeah, um, I probably because my mum likes capsules. I probably my first. I mean, because I was quite a fussy eater as a kid as well, I probably wouldn't have liked garlic, although I love it now. Um, I probably would have been given garlic capsules because it's good for purifying the blood. And my mum certainly was aware that I had very bad blood as a child (laughs) because of my um, outrageous behaviour, I would think. I'm only joking. I was a good boy, Neil. I was a good boy, really. Back in fair enough, I'll take your word for it. Back in Bremen, where I was uh, learning, learning from the best beat poets in in Germany. Um, so, how's your week been, Neil? Have you uh, been having a good time? Been watching the football? Football, yes. Been enjoying the football. Yeah, it's been yep. good. Sadly, Wales are out, but are. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah, don't worry, we'll be joining them fairly shortly. Fingers crossed. Uh, and sadly, Scotland are out as well. Um, to my f- friends and family north of the borders. Yes. Yeah. Um, we support uh football teams that are enemies, don't we? Which makes us enemies because I support the Prancing Lily Whites. And Neil, of course, you support the Cannon Boys. I believe they're called. <laughs> Apparently, yes. Yes. <laughs> We're going with this, but uh, yeah. Um. But uh, don't worry, it doesn't mean we're not friends. We we meet twice a year for a tear up in uh behind behind the bins in Aldi. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's a, it's a good know, place for a square go. Yeah, we uh, give each other a shoe in on the cobbles. And, uh, but apart from that, no, we do, we both do support our respective football teams, but um, not in a way that means that we care about what other football teams people support. I would say. I don't think you can uh, you can take these things too seriously, frankly, no although you know it has been said that some people do um, no excuse for <laughs> hooliganism, Chris, speaking of which, how did you enjoy um one brew one nation day this week? <laughs> um I enjoyed it by being completely unaware of it, completely yeah. zoning out of the facts it, uh, yeah so i've i've heard i've heard vaguely about this, so this was um some chap came up with a song called One Britain One Nation and then what's, um, what's, what's the rest of the story? I think I just rolled my eyes into the back of my head and went to sleep. The government, as far as I'm aware, um, picked up on it like they did with the NHS clapping and then they said that they'd, they'd done that, which they hadn't. It had been just a public thing that had happened. Um, so the government then Says, yeah, we should make this a proper day. I know you're under and and uh, wanted all school kids to sing it in quite sort of a dystopian way. Um, yeah. So, what what started out as what would uh, be more more taking but hold of your own liberty and sovereignty than being forced to sing? Yeah, something about your country at school, brilliant. Yeah, so what started out as quite a nice thing, um, like to try and sort of. Bring people together from a from a school which uh, people come from different areas or mm. have different backgrounds from all around the world. Uh, then got co opted by the hard right. <laughs> obviously, I mean I got my Doc Martins on straight away. Per drainpipe jeans, three reds. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, and I, just I just went out with my uh, bicycle chain. <laughs> looking for looking for trouble, really. Just look at me, funny. No, it's uh. Oh. But you know that is the world we unfortunately live in at the moment. So it seems. Um, so what I would like to say, as this one will be going out. Well, they're all first and going out when you get this, which is the first of July. Um, is that Independence Day? No, that's Fourth of July. That's Fourth of July. Yeah. So what's first of July? Nothing. Pod, Podcast, no, okay, yeah, Urban Legend Day as it will go down in the annals. Of I'm sure, time. I'm sure. Well, you know, having been brought up a Catholic, I'm sure there's some saint. I'm not mm. Catholic enough to tell you what saint it is. Let's have a look, so he says. But yeah, so this one will be going out. And what I would like to do is now let you know that we do have a email address which is herb, dot, Legends dot podcast at gmail.com so if you want to uh, get in touch um you can let us know what you think to be honest if it's anything negative i will be deleting the email straight away because my ego is far too fragile um, but if you'd like to maybe put across your own theories about some of the uh, urban legends brackets loose then um please do so. If you've got any that you think that we should have a look at, then please do that too. Or, you know, if you just want some advice, let us know. That is herb, dot, legends, dot, Podcast at gmail.com. Well, I imagine there might be a smattering of people who want um etiquette tips as well, Chris. Ed, yeah, of course. If you want some etiquette tips, that that's fine as well. Or if you have um a more robust system although I'll be honest I'm doubtful then for scoring the urban legends then you know feel free to let us know and yeah we'll um we'll have a look at some point before the next episode um, Neil so etiquette it's what people are here for uh, have you got any etiquette tips this week or would you like me to give you an etiquette tip to try I think and, I'm gonna need one from you Chris so. to try and finally get you. Um, integrated into adult society. One day. One, One day. day. One day. We can only hope. Oh, that's not much fun. That's etiquettes for teenagers. So that's, uh, I feel that ship has. Yep, out. that's passed us by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, social graces. That sounds like some. Oh, no, restrict. I'm on Debrett's and it's restricted to non members, which now makes you wonder how you managed to get in. Are you a member of Debrett's? Maybe I am. <laughs> really? Yeah, maybe I'm one of the authors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Forbes. That sounds like it's etiquette, doesn't it? Right here we go, Neil. I know that you're a big fan of the modern music, aren't you? You like absolutely. Who are your favourite artist? You like J. Tim? Uh, Jay Timberlake. You like a bit Jay Timberlake and, and anything on the trap scene? Trap or the thing. SoundCloud rappers? Yeah, big fan of that. Uh, H. Yeah the very highly thought of grime artist. But you're also like a bit of sort of Nicki Minaj and that kind of stuff, don't you? Of course, yeah. Who who doesn't? Well, exactly. So that's fine. But here's some etiquette for you. Just because you're wearing headphones, it doesn't mean you can tune out from social courtesies, Neil. For example, if you accidentally cross someone's personal space, apologise graciously. You're going to be taking that. One? I'm wearing headphones, so why would I care? Well, that's that's the problem, isn't it? You need to you mm-hmm. need to switch and reflect on that. You switch up that attitude. And here's I'm going to throw this one in for free because it's in front of me. Um, don't lend someone a book or item unless they specifically ask for it. Right? They're probably too busy to ever get round to it. They're feeling guilty about that, and you'll just be annoyed they didn't appreciate it or even get round to returning it. Now, Neil, I'm going to have to say to you that the collection of Enid Blyton books that you have delivered round to my house, despite... The me, Evergreen Classics, correct Despite me saying that I've already got them, obviously. You know, what were you playing at? Were you just trying to clear space in your, um, yeah, your library? I didn't, I didn't want this load of books written by my mad old racist on or whatever. <laughs> um, so what do you want me to do with them? Read them. I don't care. Don't care. Read them, burn them, <laughs> compost them. Um, <laughs> off my hands. Off the top of my head, from I didn't read a lot of Enid Blyton as a kid, but I read Magic Faraway Tree, and I don't think there was. I can't remember that being bigoted, but it could have been. No, it's it's the thing is I read a bunch of this when I was a kid, and you don't really uh, reflect on it when you're young. It's usually, usually there will be some swarthy foreigner <laughs> up to something and the children have to track him down and find out what he's been up to. Uh, do, do you ever see that comic strip sketch? Five Go Mad in Devon or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, that pretty much sort of sends it up. Mm. I'm sure they're not all completely like that and it's a type, product of its time and all the rest of it. People and, really like that comic, so. comic strip sketch show things, don't they? I, I never, I've watched them all now and I don't really, I'm not I'm a big fan. Yeah, I was a big fan. They're probably a bit of their time, to be honest with you. But um, the thing is, it's this thing, to be honest with you, Chris, it's has kind to of like, well, I suppose, no, I mean, you did have stuff like Monty Python and that, but it, it, it was that period where they were doing something that was it, – it's kind of like part of the first Rise of Alternative Comedy and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. So it was all seen as a bit anarchic and a bit fresh. But, of course, you know, it's all old hat these days. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was they They were coming out of that whole scene and it, was all, it all felt kind of quite um, – I don't know, innovative. Yeah, well, it had all those kind of alternative, like French and Saunders and... Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Keith, Keith Allen. Uh. Comic Strip, I think it wasn't... Um, wasn't that actually a club in London or something? Comic Strip, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, I think that was where they'd... Um, yeah, and I say a lot of them come from there. That and the... Uh, I think the Comic Store was the other one. But, um, yeah. Or something like that, I don't know. The Laugh Lamp. I too young to have gone there. La- La- yeah. Laugh Laugh. Bagger laughs. Laugh. Baggo laughs. Yeah. The Chuckle Church... That was one of my Yeah. That was a good one. So Eddie is odd started. The Mirth Museum. Yeah. The, 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 the Tittering Mansion. Yeah. The uh Buckle down. the the cackling boat. That no, was Eagle Fest. <laughs> anyway. Eagle Fest. Oh that's Yeah, that was the that was a was a festival, wasn't it? It was the the one the once done never to be repeated. Festival, there. yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. Some badass who got around and uh, all kicked off the Too many Radio One DJs turned up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after last week's very localized urban legend, we decided to have a look at something which is UK based. It's something which I, unsurprisingly, I've heard of and you haven't. Um, I, I've heard of this when I was a kid, and this one's been around for a while. Um and it is the hairy hands of Dartmoor. Um so, uh Neil, you being the expert on hairy hands, <laughs> would you Absolutely <laughs> not hairy? Would you like to uh read us in? So the <laughs> Well, they're definitely not a helping hand, as the BBC website puts it. BBC website, so this is big. This is, you know, this is the British Broadcasting Corporation have got something to say about this. Um, so, yeah. verified, verified bit of, bit of, uh, Devon, Devonian, uh, folklore. So Broadmoor, yeah, pretty spooky place. I would imagine was going to like kind of, you know, big out sort of the area. Um, but of all the spirits, entities and creatures said to inhabit the county of Devon. None are so openly hostile towards people as the hairy hands. Just to say, it's it's Dartmoor, not Broadmoor, isn't it? Oh, sorry, did I say Broadmoor? I believe, I believe Broadmoor's a prison. No, Broadmoor's a... Uh, well, there's a, there's a Dartmoor prison as well, but yeah, Broadmoor's the more secure psychiatric facility, I believe. Which, which is probably, probably quite spooky. I imagine that it's pretty spooky, actually, yeah. yeah. I'll um, end up there. Oh well, man, he got me thinking. Now, did you ever see... Um, no, it's not going on about films again. There was that um, Charles Brosnan who's in Broadmoor. Huh? They did oh, a, a film of his life, yeah. Um, Bronson, isn't it? I think it was called Bronson. Got yeah, Br- it's Tom Hardy, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did I say Bronson. Oh, no, it's Bronson. It's Charles Bronson. Um, yeah, Charles Bronson. No, it, yeah. I haven't seen that. I've seen a similar film, which is called Chopper, which is about an Australian guy who's similar, um, and he cuts his own ears off so that he can get out of normal prison into a psychiatric one. And there's a famous actor in that. It was like a big role for him. Eric Banner I believe it was. plays the Hulk or something or Banner yeah. Yeah it was yeah that was like his first breakthrough role. It's an the Australian, Australian film. Yeah. yeah anyway so that's that. Okay. That's but, films about nutters <laughs> <laughs> covers. <laughs> that's the films about people who've been in psychiatric institutions which is not what we're talking about today because it's Dartmoor not Broadmoor. Yeah. Uh, thanks for um, correction. Um, so yeah Dartmoor in Devon um, it wasn't a power play. I just, you know, no, no, wanted to let you know. So picture this: oh. you're driving down the narrow moors <laughs> near Postbridge in Prince Town. It's dark, cold, and a typical moors night. Mm. All of a sudden, the steering wheel or handlebars are grabbed by a gruesome pair of hairy, calloused hands. When I mean, I'm riding the bike, so that's already <laughs> happening. So I'm not quite sure what, <laughs> what the problem is. No, obviously it's an extra pair of hands that are hairy, calloused and inhumanly strong and do their utmost to fight you off the road. If they're inhumanly yeah. strong, I mean, I'm sort of critiquing this as I'm going along, yeah, but you're not going to stand much chance of fighting back, are you? But anyway, we'll, we'll, pick well, it up depends later. if you're inhumanly strong as well. You know, you could be inhumanly strong. I mean, it depends. If they're talking about an average human, I'd say that you were stronger than an average human. If, if, it's, an, if it's an orangutan on a bike, then, yeah, it's, it's going it's to be fine with this. But, I mean, I imagine most humans would be humanly strong. Well, that strong. will bring us on to next week's episode, of course, the um, the, the biking the of tangles, Dartmoor, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's been um, been spotted wheeling about in Lycra. Okay, so your steering wheel or your handlebars are grabbed by this gruesome pair of hairy cows. Just cars, out of nowhere. And they're trying to fight you off the road. Just out of nowhere. It's a story that's been repeated many times since the first suggested incident, which was in June 1921. Long time. And that was when a. It was a long time ago. 100, ago. 100 years 100 years. Christ. 100 oh, years. How wonderful that we've. Uh, Imagine that. Which is the, the 100th anniversary of the first sighting of the hairy hands of Devon. Wow, literally a 100 years. Bartmore. Oh, well, yeah, 100 for the years month. this month, literally. That's, June, June 21. That's. that's that's an eerie coincidence. That's a very eerie coincidence, Neil. Imagine such a thing. So, well, it's happening. So, you, you right. bet. Well, why would I need to imagine it then? It's your reality. You're <laughs> so living it. Don't Let's need get to get imagine it. Right. That's no, fair enough. <laughs> so a worker at Dartmoor Prison was killed as his motorcycle became uncontrollable and crashed. And the thing is, it was related by his children who were riding in a sidecar. Mm. So all they knew, their father was shouting at them to get off the bike and wrestling with the controls. They jumped clear, and he didn't. Well, that's, So, you know, were the were the hairy hands holding him onto the bike? Stunt kids. Why didn't he jump clear? I was going to say, actually, if it's a speeding motorcycle, they'd done pretty well to, uh, to manage they to were tougher in those days, though, weren't they? Or, um, yeah, they, bought, or them, they were, bought them up proper. Or, um, they were on the. Well, kids knew they were expendable, so if <laughs> you couldn't jump out of a speeding bike, <laughs> down, then you weren't going to you weren't going to make down it to the me, Um Or they could have been on the, the powders. You know, on a tonic yeah, or something? Tonics yeah. and powders. Yeah. They're probably drinking Coca Cola. <laughs> They're like hey! Yeah. Straight off the bike. <laughs> really, really strong reflex. Yeah, straight off the bike went and head headbitted a cow to death. Didn't even didn't even mourn their their father who presumably died. <laughs> um, it doesn't actually stripped, stri- stripped him. Bike was fine, they just rode home, What in the cycle. One Sold the bike home. for tonics. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, sometime later, there was another motorcyclist mm. um, this time with a pillion passenger, and they were seemingly driven off the road approaching the same spot. Um, And this time, the the passenger had seen things more clearly and insisted he saw a large, hairy hand grasp the handlebars and forcibly upset the bike. And it seems to be, this is a repeating thing, it's not like there are these kind of, like, incorporeal hands. There's no, you know, arms or whatever. It's just literally a pair of hairy hands. Just Just hands like its cousin – no, it wasn't cousin. It was a thing in the Adams family, which was the – yeah, the hands it could, that run around, the hand that kind of was sentient. I think there was a really bad horror movie with Michael Kane in it called The Hand that had a similar. Maybe thing. it was based on the this. The hand came off in an accident. Could, could well be. I know that well there's be. a film called, uh, from the 70s, called Percy, and it's about a, and it's got a follow up film called Percy's Progress, uh, and it's about a man who's in a car. He's lost his penis, and the person in the other car who crashed like, was completely destroyed, apart from his penis, so they did the first. penis was trying to find its way back to his wife or something, so it's just shagging around loads. And then in Percy's Progress, which I've actually seen, I haven't seen the first one. And then the government get hold of him and stuff, and I'm making him have sex with people from lots of different countries. I assume this was a brilliant after-winning film. Uh, yeah, I think it was... Um, I think it was released at the Sundance Film Festival. How did you come across this and why did you watch it? I think it must have been on TV and on like mm. BBC Two or something. That's more like a sort of channel. Yeah, four maybe. Thing. I can't yeah. remember. It would have been on TV. I didn't. Or maybe even a five. I saw this before be a bit sort of game. internet was out, I think. So it would have been yeah. like when I was 15 or something. you get much out of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it, it wasn't that saucy. It wasn't like that, you know. It was kind of people like people in underpants rather than anything else. It was just a really, I just remember it was just like, I remember finding it like just sort of just so weird. Like it's just such a weird, like that this got made. And it was funny, but not funny because it was meant to be funny, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it was a weird, weird time in British filmmaking, I guess. (laughs) I think there's always an air of fact with those kind of things, there isn't there? It's like Frankie Howard; he's always sort of is a bit in on the joke kind of thing. I'm not saying it was, ne- you know, necessarily like that, but I think probably the people who were working on it knew they weren't making something that was particularly good. Right, let's have a look. Uh, Seventy-one, I believe it was out. Oh, yeah, oh no, that sorry. So I got the plot wrong. Uh, he's an innocent young man who's hit by a newsman falling from a high-rise building. While carrying a chandelier, his penis is mutilated in the accident has to be amputated, and the falling man is killed. So he becomes the recipient <laughs> of the first world's well, first penis transplant. There you go. So oh, uh, seventy-one. It's a comedy 71. film, apparently, and it was based on a nineteen sixty-nine novel by the same name, and features a soundtrack by the Kinks. I'm wondering which Kinks songs they used. Don't know. So the second one. Uh, it was written by Sid Colin, Harry H Corbett, who mm-hmm. and uh, Ian La So Harry H Corbett—that's um, son, isn't it? Uh yeah. And the other one, he, didn't he? Um, Clement Le Do um, they wrote a load of stuff, um, like the Likely Lads, Blush um, uh, and Yeah, uh, his, him, yeah. Whatever happened to Yeah, Likely Lads? Yeah, going straight. Uh, yeah, so. Oh, they are quite famous. They wrote an awful lot of. They're quite good sitcoms, actually, in, in the uh, 70s. The weird that they were involved in this. Yeah, and then they went off to America. Or got to get started somewhere, I guess. Probably other they cut their teeth. So, yeah, that's Percy's, uh, Percy and Percy's Progress. Uh, good films for the whole family. Um, yeah, they sound like. Sound shall, we, shall we go back onto the hands? I'd like point. to, yeah. I wish I hadn't brought that up. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay, see, so I know what you're probably thinking right now, Chris. You're thinking, "Well, I'll tell you what. Just don't be riding a motorcycle." Yeah, that's what I'm through thinking. that part of the of Dartmoor, and then you know you're you're probably you're, you're fine from free from any hairy hands. shenanigans. yeah, because you, yeah, you're quite out in the open, aren't you? On a on a motorbike. Yeah. But it's it's not just motorists that are at risk from Devils Digits. Campers in the area have need to fear too. So in 1924 a young couple were camping in a caravan in the area and the woman was woken in the middle of the night by a heart racing fear. Her bunk was facing the caravan window mm. and up it she saw crawling a large hand covered in hair and, she said, exuding an intent to do her and her husband harm. Ooh. I don't know how a hand exudes intent to made, do harm. But... A f- made a fist? <laughs> yeah. Possibly making a yeah. fist or yeah, yeah. fingers up or, yeah, some sort of roughly behavior. Um, now, she instinctively made a sign of the cross. Yeah. The hand balked and made its way oh, away. Oh, so it doesn't like a bit of God. Exactly. So this is, I'm thinking devilry here. Mm-hmm. Devilry. Mm. Demo- de- demonic demonic hairy hands. Devil's hairy hands. Yeah, well, d- yeah, it does sound like that. Um So, yeah, I wonder if it's like uh a warlock or something had its hands chopped off back in the Witch, witch hunts, or something, so that he couldn't yeah, do magic. Maybe the the witchfinder general was in town, and he yeah, decided to punish a warlock in uh, there with very hairy hands. You may chop off my hairiest of hands, sir. It will come to haunt this area. <laughs> <laughs> Until the 21st century. Like, laughing manically, going, ha-ha, it was the hands all along that had the power! Should should any horse's carriages emerge, I would drive them off the road, dash them to pieces. Horse's carriages, what's Madman talking about? That's my Witchfinder General impression. Quite similar to your Member of Parliament impression. (laughs) Yeah, they're all fairly similar. Um, I mean, talking of, like, bad 70s films, I think it was the 70s or 60s, but, yeah, Witchfinder General, that was a Hammer Horror classic i saw years ago we'll say no more about that i've not seen it i've not seen a lot of the hammer horror films pretty much they're all much for much yeah. just to be honest with you it's like some quite good actors hamming it up with just buckets of very red blood Yeah, sounds good i'll um yeah. i'll watch that in between percy and percy's progress to um, as yeah. a palate cleanser <laughs> <laughs> so this tale's risen again and again and the area has become notorious for accidents with many of the survivors giving a story of a feeling or actually seeing the large, rough hands covered in hair grabbing at them, trying to drive them off the road. Funnily enough, though, actually, the locals are very sceptical about this, and a lot of them suggest it's down to Grockles trying to drive through the narrow, high-walled roads far too fast. Grockles, I believe, is a town for uh, outsiders. Yeah. 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 I believe our friends from Devon can be mildly insular at times. Are the hands an evil entity? The ghostly form of an ex-Dartmoor prison inmate or some kind of moor spirit? Whatever they are, it's a good idea to take down that little bit more care when driving around the Ports, Post Bridge or Prince. Oh, there we go. Boring, boring BBC. Don't drive fast. Blah, blah, blah. Tear through Portsbridge as fast as I like. Thank you very much. <laughs> no hairy hands, will stop me. And I might be grockle, but I'll put my cream and jam on any fucking way I like. <laughs> <laughs> my score. Um, yeah, so I've heard about... Harry Hands doing loads of different stuff, from uh, jumping on bonnets and then like breaking the car steering column and that kind of stuff, as well as getting in cars. Is there anything about that? Not on this site, no, no. So, so I'm looking through another source and it repeats the um, the uh, prison governor from Dartmoor who had died with the two kids in the sidecar. I've got, um, uh, I've got a couple here for you further. Further instances, if you'd like to hear them. It's certainly would. So, in September of 1947, another tragic accident happened near Cherrybrook Bridge. A young couple from Exeter had visited Princetown where the boyfriend had drunk two or three glasses of beer. No, oh, red flag. Mm. Mm. I bet that was good strong beer as well. Yeah. They... Had a few shots they didn't mention. <laughs> a couple of two acres. Uh... They then travelled home on, on a motorbike and sidecar in which the young lady was travelling. Owing to the fact that the boyfriend had consumed a couple of beers, she asked him to drive slowly. For some reason, as the motorbike approached Cherrybrook Bridge, it began to accelerate and lose control. The young girl was flung out of the sidecar into the grass verge while her boyfriend careered and smashed into the bridge. It just sounds like drink driving, that one. Uh, when assistance yes. came... He was rushed to Tavistock Hospital, where he sadly died from a fractured skull. At an inquest, PC Tanuk of Princetown stated the couple were perfectly sober when they'd left Princetown and that the machine approached the bridge at a speed, as the machine uh, approached the bridge at a speed, it went into a wobble and the young man was unable to regain control. The verdict was accidental death. This was simply simply an account, or did some mysterious uh, force cause the bike to wobble and crash? We shall never know. In 1962, a visitor to Dartmoor, Florence War- Warwick, was tootling along the road when wanting to check her location. She stopped the car to look at her map. In her words, I looked up and saw a huge pair of hairy hands pressed against the windscreen. I tried to scream, but I couldn't. I was frozen in fear. Mm. Well, you would be, yeah. wouldn't you? In 1962, a visit, uh... uh Right, they've just put that sentence there twice. Um, In 2008, another motorist reported that he saw a huge pair of what looked like hairy paws grab his steering wheel in an attempt to force him off the road. To the present day, there are still reports of either spectral hands grabbing the steering wheel or of an evil presence inside the car, in which some cases leads to erratic steering. It sounds like it's still going on at the moment. Uh, So there's no definitive reason for who or what the hands originally belonged to. One suggestion is that they once belonged to a worker at the nearby Powder Mills factory, which once produced gunpowder. The story goes that this particular Mm. man was renowned for his large, hairy hands. He was left a large legacy from a relative in Italy, which meant he no longer needed to work in a factory. To celebrate that fact... He held a party for all his workmates in the evening on his final day at work. So that's nice of him, isn't it? Salt of the earth. That's good, yeah. Uh, when the celebrations had ended, he decided he wanted to keep his tools as a lasting memory of his times making gunpowder, so he went to his workplace to collect them. Due to the volatility of the gunpowder, the written rule was to never wear hobnail boots when, where the powder was being made simply because the floors were made of granite stone and there was a danger of the hobnails creating a spark, which cause an explosion. On this occasion, he, with the hairy hands, forgot this cardinal rule, probably had a few drinks, didn't he? Oh, dear. I'll see where this is going. Nice bit of cider. Found nothing but his hands. <laughs> In the entered of the workplace with his boots on, sure enough, they created a spark which ignited the gunpowder, causing one almighty explosion. The result of which was a poor fellow got blown to smithereens. All that was left were his hairy hands. In one of them, he still held a tool. The theory of this tale is that is uh, is that it's his hands that cause all the accidents along the B three two one two. So, could that be it? Could it be? I don't know. I mean, he sounds all right, doesn't he? We haven't got much to base it on, but yeah, I mean, he didn't. Maybe that just annoyed him so much. You yeah, know that that. Just yeah. as he was about to retire, getting blown up, and he's like, "Well, if I can't have my peaceful retirement, then no motorist is going to be so." Yeah, but I mean, that seems counter to the fact that, well, we don't know what he was like at this party at his workmates. So he got to be like, "Yeah, yeah, drink up, fuckheads." Yeah, <laughs> well, just well, me very again. meticulous, you know. wore will hobnail boots in a gunpowder factory. Yeah, but he was gunpowder pissed up on Africa. really strong cider, wouldn't he? So you <laughs> know, you don't, you know, you don't, you, you know, you don't wear hobnail boots in a gunpowder factory. We all know that, Chris. Well, yeah. first thing they teach you in, a gun, in day one of the gunpowder factory. gunpowder you know. school. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. There's a stop press here. Hey, you grockle! don't be coming in here with those. There's a stop press here. This is on legendary Uh Stop press, stop press, stop press. A world exclusive. What can it be? <laughs> While driving over the higher Cherrybrook Bridge, I saw the hairy hands. June the 8th, 2006. I swung the car violently into the car park and grabbed my camera and went back to investigate. There, right in front of my eyes, were the two black hairy hands swinging on a barbed wire fence. Ooh, having a bit of fun. Yeah. I put before you the very first photographic evidence of the ghostly hairy hands, Dartmoor, which I will add, I risked my life and limb to get. See you above. As with most things, the danger of putting them in a public domain always risks exposure to the arseholes in life. (laughs) And it's such... Welcome to our podcast. Such is the case with the monkey. What? Some faceless creep has decided to pinch hairy hands so you'll no longer see... What? What's this person talking about? So what, this person... This person had done a little fake by the sounds of it. I don't know. Do Do you want to... Is this photograph available or what's... Yeah, all right. It was a person doing something funny. That um, I say funny. Yeah. John. They'd um, they'd attached a small monkey onto a fence, like a a, a plush toy. So, I, that person's angered me. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about. Were you hoping to see some bona fide uh, source of the camera and some hairy hands? I thought there might be some, some like, Photoshopped image or something. Yeah, a bit of effort. Yeah, no, but no, it was simply someone had tied a monkey there. It's having a bit of fun. Right. It's not fun, is it? It's not fun for people like me who take these things deadly serious, Neil. Yeah. Maybe don't take it so seriously next time. I don't know how I'm going to replace the amount of endorphins that I released when I heard that there was a picture of it. I'll have, to, I'll have to get some tonics. <laughs> no, that was leading to disappointment. No, because I have a childlike wonder of the world, as you know. Nothing bad ever happens. Uh, so do you have anything else on the hairy hands that you'd like to... Well, no, I think now we move into you know, so it's interesting because that's the, that's the first kind of, um, you know, explanation that I've come across. Um, and I, of the guy got blown up? Yeah, and I'm not sure I'd buy it, actually. It sounds a bit too neat, doesn't it? Just that all of them got blown up apart from his penis and a pair of hairy hands. Oh, sorry. I'm mixing up Percy and the, um, <laughs> <laughs> all that was left was his penis and his hairy hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it sounds a bit too neat, doesn't it? Just like it, it, every part of him just explode, from, you know, disappeared in an explosion apart from the hands. It just sounds a bit ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure. I'm not sure I get into that, but yeah. They, so I think, you know, what other explanations do we have? Um, so again, I, I can, you know, I point to the lady in the caravan making the sign of the cross, and the hands disappeared. Right. Leveil. So, yeah, because I mean, they the hairy hands don't have eyes, do they? So it must have sensed the Holy Spirit. They just, I guess. No, they're just, yeah, they're just driven by malevolent intent. So exactly, they they feel the uh, the aura of holiness. And uh, so you think, and there's a lot of, um, I believe that in Dartmoor, there's a lot of devil worship, isn't there? Um, me. I believe, I believe that's the case. It's at Moors. they're all druids, and that aren't they? Yeah, from what I understand. So, could be, um, but it does seem that it's Tadworth Antichrist. Now, I was thinking of uh, the Wicker Man. Yeah, that's um, that's up in the Highlands, isn't it? Oh yeah, but it's all the same, isn't it? It's these picturesque villages. Yeah, it's all the same. Fucking yeah. all these same um, villages bring you in, you're a grocko, and then just you know burn you in a big wicker man. Harvest oh, wasn't good last year. Um what I would say though is that it seems to attack locals um as much, if not more, than groggles or whatever the fuck Rockles. they call outsiders. Yeah. So it's uh, so it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's something that they would have conjured up themselves to keep, keep outsiders out. away. Yeah. Which obviously, you know, you would imagine would be the case if it was that. Um so you think it's a demon? Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely a, a demonic entity <laughs> and/or the devil, or, or a mixture of the two. Right. Okay. Um, but I can't rule out that workman wasn't possessed by the devil after blowing up. But it just sounds a little bit neat to me that everything blows up apart from his hands, especially the detail with the tool being still in clasped in one hand. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it did, it did just say that he was blown up to smithereens and his hands survived. But does it specifically say that other bits hadn't, but it's just that they mentioned hands? No, okay, maybe not. Because it's the hands attacking things. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I mean, it sounds like... Um, I don't know, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because it has been going on for 100 years. Uh, well, do you know uh, what this also reminds me of. So you know, La Pascalita. Mm. So you know, we, we had a weird. You know, the hands were the weird part there. Mm. Are they real hands? Are they not? Are they immortal hands? Yeah. Are the hands the residue of the soul? What in everyone? Start seriously asking yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that probably the soul is within the hands because yeah. that's where it's um, where we do our best work, isn't it? With our hands, yeah, painting. Scratching, pointing at stuff, (laughs) crushing lemons in your case. Yeah. Um, Holding a knife to uh, cut a banana in the appropriate fashion. Yeah. Before eating. Uh, So, yeah. um, I mean, obviously, the initial kind of thought is it's just people driving badly. Yeah, I mean, that's what the locals say, isn't it? And it's kind of like... Because I imagine, that, yeah, if you're not used to country roads and stuff, I can see that. There is... there is yeah. um, But that doesn't well, it, explain why locals die with the hairy hands as well. Well, because actually they did... Um, now, I can't I can't fully remember the source, but there was... Oh, in fact, yeah, we've got um, on Wikipedia. So after the story had appeared in the national press, they did do some investigations onto that area of the road... And they eventually decided that the accidents were most likely due to the camber of the road service, camber of the road surface, excuse me, which had reached dangerous levels in places and was duly altered. So that's kind of like you know on a like a velodrome when the you know they yeah. they go up the corners you sort of go up it steep steeps up so you can keep up your speed. Yeah, that's that's what camber means apparently. So it's um, but one of these things was a bit too high of an angle, and they think that, that effectively you just had a, a, an element of the road that was a bit dangerous and it caused a higher than normal. Right, okay. Confidence. So th- that would be a Velodrome or uh, M- the Mighty Metro's uh, starter pack in Skeletrics, which is the one which I had, which is like a figure of eight. Indy 500, they do. Indy 500, where no, 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 the cars can only basically steer left. Cause it's just a big circuit. go very, very fast. Yeah, they do, but, I mean, it's all, I don't know. You like seeing turning, don't you? I'm I mean I'm not actually I'm not even particularly into Formula One, but yeah, no, I mean between the two I'd go for a Formula One. It seems a bit more um I always had you down as a petrol head Neil. No, nope, never never even got my license. No, nope, me neither. because um, it's for the best. But aren't you into but you're really into speed boats, aren't you? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Speedboats and jet skis, all about it. Yeah. You're more yeah. a- you're more aqua petrol head, aren't you? <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, if you were raised on bullseye like I was, you just you coveted that speedboat yeah, at the end of the show. Funny enough, all the people who won seem to get the um, you know the washing machine and dining yeah. room lounge furniture, but uh... the garden patio set. Um, so I heard that recently you had been seen, and this is from my sources, um, in Miami looking. At secondhand speedboats, is that true? Yeah, I was I was buying buying one off of DJ Khaled, I believe his name is. Um, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean I know him as Jeff. Obviously, we're friends. But um, yeah, Jeff yeah, Khaled. He's, he's, he's yeah, he's, he's another he's another big uh, yeah aqua petrol head. So yeah, we decided to hang. You know, how was it? Yeah, it was blessed up. Good, good. Yeah. Hair. Did you? um he's a lovely guy. Very very positive. Did you, uh, you smoke any spliff joints? I'm not limited to discuss what may, or may not have occurred. <laughs> really? No. An entertaining day was had by all, that's all I'll say. Did you drink beer? Maybe maybe one or two. Oh, what, was it on his boat? Yeah. Oh, wicked. Was it in the hot tub on his boat? It might have been. Were you, as you always insist on, completely naked in the hot tub? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> And he was all right with that because some people could be a bit funny about it. Very out minded fella. The yeah. all of this. <laughs> and of course, you're completely you're completely shorn of body hair, aren't you? So there's not that... other than the hands, obviously. <laughs> That's the only. The only bit yeah, of... <laughs> it, just, it gives me a, it just gives me traction, it aids my grip. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're wearing like gloves all times. So. Yeah. yeah. So if people do get prudish. I could just use them to cover up any sensitive areas. And that, that. So, did you buy it? Did you buy it in the end, or you, you kind of mulling it over? Nah, too, too many miles on the clock. I got, I got the, I got the impression he'd, uh, you know, he'd, he'd had the, uh, you know, the clock That's fixed tough. to make it look like it had. And he was, there was more. Yeah, there was, there was more wear on that than twenty thousand miles or knots. Aquatic <laughs> 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 leagues. Yeah. Uh, I think you can still measure distance in miles. <laughs> Nautical miles. Uh, oh, okay, well that's a shame. That, um, so things must have got a bit awkward when you questioned the mileage. No, no, no. I, I wasn't. You know, I, fortunately, you just make your excuses and leave. In Harrington Asprey coaches, and I just sort of said, you know, well not today, thank you. <laughs> Put my finger on it, and he was fine. No, that's That's good. <laughs> so you, you think I ain't got plenty of people interested in this? No worries. I was like, oh, good luck to you, sir. No, no worries. Thank you for a lovely day." Hold you onto your breath, mugs. Jetting back. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be a cut shot as well. To be honest with you, yeah, the back of it, back of it looks an awful lot like a Citroen TCP. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was. Yeah, it was listed really badly. In nautical is I don't don't know ships. Uh, the, the the barrel was of uh, Citroen 2 T V. It very low in the water. Yeah. Oh well, that's a shame. Are you, but you're still in the market. Hey, you know, got a story out of it. But yeah, yeah, all, lovely. It was on, on the market. And a few a, beers. Yeah, I nice stay out in in Miami. Are you in... um. Jeff Khaled was, was that his name again? I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, it, like, uh, yeah. Let's go with that. Are you? So, are you going to stay in touch? I don't know. I don't want to bother him. I imagine he, like, like most celebrities, he's probably got lots going on. So, uh, you know, well, he, I've, heard, I've heard that it's quite lonely at the top. If he pings an email, then. Um, well, you've you've heard it here first, DJ Jeff Khaled. Um, if you want to ping uh, Neil email, uh, or in fact, if anyone's got any. Uh, power boats that they're looking to sell, then uh please email us at herb.legends podcast at gmail dot com. So uh right, let's have a little summary. Hairy hands. It's been going on for a while. You think it's demons. I honestly it's one it's of two things basically. I think it, it could either. I think it could be some hands coming from a different dimension, you see. From a hairier dimension. But <laughs> all things are more hairy. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is more hairy in that dimension, yeah. It's possible. Direct directly, um Peaches are awful. He's a factory worker from Tarred Could be, factory worker from Tarred had his hands blown clean through through the dimensions. The the gunpowder opened up a portal into another world, his hands went through. Could be. And Dartmoor's quite um Got quite a lot of ley lines on it, hasn't it? As <laughs> have well. A lot of ley lines in North Texas. I mean, we can't rule any of this out. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stone circles and that kind of business as well, isn't there? That, yeah. that that end of that end of the town. So, military tests trying to immortalize hands. Military tests on immortalize hands. That's another good one. Um, and hairier. Military tests trying to. Well, I mean, they'd, they'd make good soldiers, wouldn't they? Well, yeah. I mean, because... you can you could think if you could just paratroop in like you know hairy hands yeah if you could if you could just sort of you know paratroop hundreds and hundreds of pairs of hands over you know enemy lines (sighs) they'd make a formidable fighting force shovel them off the back of a plane exactly because you know they're tiny you don't see them they'd be great spies and then they'd they'd be terrifying the enemy wouldn't they yeah and they've still got their punching and gun gun blades yeah (laughs) Trigger, (laughs) trigger pulling abilities yeah. One hand's carrying a gun along and the other one's pulling the trigger. So I'm starting to think maybe some people in sort of the black ops of the British military have made some advances to the demon world yeah. and are perhaps in cahoots with them. I think maybe that's that's what it is. To um to get a new uh, type of uh, super soldier, which is exquisitely useful in modern warfare, which would be sacks full of hairy hands that they can just drop drop on uh, behind enemy lines. They were so busy thinking if they could have, they didn't think about whether they should have. That's the military for you, and that's you know, you know, write to your MP, ask them what they think about this yeah. this evolving story. So, uh, this week for doing our scoring, uh, I have got a a Ouija board, and I'm going to be asking the spirits within my flat what score they would like to give it from my end. So uh, that'll be interesting to see, won't it? See what they. It will be. I'll, I'll astral project my scores into it. Okay, fair enough. So, Neil, spookiness, go. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it happened in real life. I think this would be pretty spooky. I mean, you know, disembodied hands, that's a bit weird. The hairiness, obviously, ups the creep factor. Um, We've got some, you know, some some deaths that have been caused. But, I mean, it's not, they've not done anything massively terrifying. They're mostly just harassing motorists, aren't they, the hairy hands? Um yeah i'm gonna go for about a six on this one i think I think the idea of disembodied hands is pretty um that's pretty creepy, but they're not really doing too much um anything too spooky I don't think from what from the stories that we've seen okay well yeah i think it's i think it's quite spooky. I think the fact that it's caused actual this isn't like a thing where people are seeing something and it's scary like it's actually physically interfering with people to the extent that it that they die it being just hands is both scary but not scary because it's quite funny so <laughs> um, although they are very big and hairy um, I don't th- I don't find hands particularly a, a scary part of the human body the human anatomy I don't find that particularly scary but I guess if just some turned up. Yeah, just disembodied, that would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Alright, I'm just going to um I'm just gonna consult with the Ouija board. Okay, so me and my uh Koken spirit as I'm gonna give that a seven. So believability. Well it's not very believable, but there's there's lots of lots of people who have said they've seen something. And there's lots of reports of it. Um, it's not like like just a kind of whispering kind of. I mean, it is local legend, but it's local legend which people have actually reported on seeing. So that makes yeah. it more believable um, than you know it just being an urban legend. Basically, the fact that there's actually like reports over a hundred years of something happening. So I think for that, I'm going to give it. Well, let's let's have a listen to what the the spirits say they're giving it a seven. My mm, score. Yeah, I don't. I don't really f- find this one very believable. So it, it's um yeah, there, there's definitely other sort of verified accidents. Um, but again, the locals pretty much think of it as being you know just outsiders who don't don't quite drive correctly for the conditions. I would say um, that. Well, they would say that, wouldn't they? Yeah, got invested in the hairy hand industry, keeper a secret. Um gonna make a killing off the eventual military contracts. Um <laughs> so Yeah, no, I'll I'll split the diff again on this one, give it a four. A four. Very low. Um so reach. Ha ha ha, reach, hairy hands. Um mm. so I'd heard of this I don't think it would have been heard of massively outside of the UK. Um but I'd heard of it. Because it had been on TV on some Halloween thing or something, probably. Like Sarah Green or something like that. Um, but there's a lot about it. It's been reported by the BBC. Um, it's also on dartmoor.gov.uk, which kind of makes it feel like it's a government sanctioned story. You know, I think it's a false flag operation to keep so you, people aren't looking at the military. Yeah, what they really up to? It. What are they really up to? So I think it's got quite a good reach. Um, It's been around 100 years doing its hairy hand thing. It's not gone international, I don't think, but I still think it's quite a chunky legend. So I'm going to give it a 7 again. I concur. So I think, yeah, it's... um. You know, it's been around for a hundred years, um, but as you say, it's not—it's not really gone international. But you know, being in the BBC and various different other sort of semi-official websites, it's got some traction behind it in terms of the sort of folklore. So, yeah, I'll go for a seven as well. Ooh, so rare that we agree. I forget what it feels like. So rare. You know, we're like ebony and ivory. Um... Even stop clocks tells the right time. He <laughs> 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 says mispronouncing his word yeah. Uh, so, narrative slash premise, Neil. You go first, my good fellow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a good little bit of folklore. It's quite a nice, um, but there's not massive to it. Other than the bit that I hadn't heard about, the um, the chap working at the factory. And again, there's not massive to that, and it's a slightly absurd thing. He sort of blows up with just a hands, pair of hands get left behind holding a tool. Um, I like the little detail that he inherited some money from an Italian relative. I think that's a nice little touch. Yeah. Nice bit, that's a nice sort of flourish. Nice. I mean, that, those bits are quite good, but the rest of it is kind of like, it's basically a pair of hairy hands bothering motorcyclists, which is killing them. Yeah. It's, it's not a, uh, well, yeah, killing in some cases. It, we need a bit more backstory, really, for what motivates our hairy hands. I think, you know, they're, they're, it's lacking a bit of characterisation because even with the chap who blew up, I don't, I'm not really seeing a compelling reason for why. You know, it needs to have um, you know been his wedding night or something and he'd been built at the altar by a <laughs> man with really hairy hands or something, or less hairy hands. Looking forward to a really, really good solo experience that evening. <laughs> When when uh, he forgot the stash of gunpowder that he left in his pocket from the factory, <laughs> and blew up everything, for his <laughs> yeah. which then flew off and haunt the woods, the haunt, haunt D- D- Dartmoor to this day, haunt the moors. Um, yeah, I mean there's obviously the military side <laughs> which, which which I had made up completely yeah can i mean that's I'll tell you what I'm going to again split difference I'm going to give it a 5 because you can you can play around with it you can do things with it but ultimately you know a pair of haunted hands is not the most compelling of um, stories uh so yeah I'm probably similar to you with this one um there the story which is that's kind of Come, come through about the bloke blowing off apart from his hands. Uh, does feel like it's just been made up to shoehorn into what's going on. I mean, it's a proper mystery though because mm. there isn't really any backstory. So I think that's quite compelling. Um, the premise of it, um, but there isn't much of a narrative. The hands. Do you know what I feel like? The hands lack a bit of personality to get behind. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we've we've kind of come up. I mean, if if two idiots like us can come up with some stuff like it was a, a wizard's hands or it's military hands, then French magician again it could be a French magician's hands. Um, then you know it feels lazy. Just want to get back to La Pascalita. Just want to try and get to Chihuahua. Don't know how they landed up here, but <laughs> uh, then yeah, if, if, it feels feels a little lazy that you know if we can be bothered. Um, so I'm going to give it a four. Um, I was in correspondence with the, the spirit world there, obviously. Yeah, of course, yeah. You've learned to channel it so efficiently now. You don't need the um, the little triangle thing. Like uh, call it. No, I, I used it, but um, because it was making a scratching noise before, I, um, I put some olive oil on the Ouija board. Uh, yeah. So that gives it an overall... Urbane Legend score of 47 out of a possible 80, which is a pretty good score for something which probably hasn't happened. That's not bad um, for a pair of all hands. Given that that's our 10th episode, Chris, I think we're going to have to do some rankings. Oh, really? Or we could, do if, if you still have the numbers to. So, <laughs> uh, no, I don't I don't have the numbers to hand. <laughs> oh, we could uh I don't mean like literally now. I mean we we should put up somewhere. Um, we should dig out dig out our past experiments and uh bear with me a sec. Um I'll go I'm going to go for a piss, but then I'll find out what the scores are and we can give it a ranking. Okay, so with um been away can come back and we have got the scores in their top 10 order so we are now going to do a countdown of the first 10 starting with the lowest scores first it's in a northern version of the Bermuda Triangle but there's a werewolf style otter there it's the Alaskan Triangle And Joint Tenth, you also look out in the woods because you might find some black-eyed kids. Moving up to number nine, he hangs around Cannock. Could he be a military experiment or is he the queen of all our hearts? It's the pig man. Moving in at number seven, it's the mystery of Maple Hill Park. Number six, it actually happened, therefore we didn't score it very highly. It's a mouse in a soda can. Number five, are the hands alive or is the whole thing alive? La Pascalita. Number four, posh twats, annoying commoners. It's Springhill Jack. Coming in, joint second and third. That's today's episode our hairy hands of Devon and the man from Towereg. Are they from another parallel dimension? Are the hairy hands of the man from Egg? Who can say? And number one, agreed by both of us, to be our most boring episode ever. However, the clearly got the highest score due to our science. It's the Dyatlov incident, and that is your top ten urban legends of the first episodes. So Neil, anything there surprised you at all? This goes to show you can't predict. You've got to crunch the numbers. Bunch of numbers, Dyatlov is the winner. This is a surprise, um, though. It's, it's got all the elements: narrative, spookiness. Yeah, lots to go on. Lots to go on. Um, I think that I think you got a big boost in rating because of uh, my suspicion around uh, KGB and Soviet military. May well have pushed it over the top. I'm quite surprised that the um, man from Tower Egg and hairy hands rated so highly. That's that's it all well in the top ten i yeah um I I'm think, sad to um, see the pig man below the soda mouse, but hey, yeah, but that you know that's that's where he is, but I mean, at the end of the day he's um he certainly found a place in our lives, hasn't he so absolutely that's all you know that's all you can ask for Going um, so into this, I would have thought Springhill Jack would have been top, but there you go again, that's where you crunch the numbers why you gotta, why you gotta have the systems in place. Yeah checks and balances uh, so that's it for this episode, the 10th episode we will be back uh, next Thursday which will be the 8th I believe or the 7th, don't know um, with new episodes uh, if you have anything that you'd like to get in contact with then email will be in the description but it is urb.legends.podcast at com. And please remember when you are told by elder people that if you keep touching yourself, your hands will get hairy. Please don't try and have nightmares. nightmares for me, I think. That is it for this week's A Bane Legend. Thanks for listening, if indeed you have. And goodbye. You haven't, this is quite eerie how you're hearing this. But anyway, see you later.